Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here at Food Fan HQ with another exciting episode of the Food Fans Podcast and broadcast on WPVM 103.7 FM, uh, low watt public radio station here in the mountains of beautiful western North Carolina, the city of Asheville, sometimes called Foodtopia because of our wonderful, wonderful food scene here. And what makes our food scene so great? Well, the obvious answer, the people, of course, the people who cook the food, the people who uh, promote the food, and the people who eat the food, and of course, the people who grow the food. And that's what really makes our scene special is all of the small farms that surround our city and contribute to a wonderful farm-to-table food scene and an authentic farm-to-table food scene. A lot of people may not realize that that expression has a meaning, and the meaning is there's no food broker in between the growers and the makers. And that's the way it happens here in Asheville. So I'm a food writer. I write about food for Ash Vegas and for my own blog, which is called Stu Helm Food Fan. And I'm an eater, professional eater. I go out to eat a lot and uh, it's a wonderful job. I also do food tours. And um, so I'm just immersed in the food scene. Y'all, a lot of you already know me and know that about me, but just in case I have any new listeners, there's a little background on me. Now, today I have two guests on the show. I recorded two segments earlier in the week, one with Michael Molinari, who helps me deliver some food news, and also an episode segment with Luis Serapio, who runs Descubre Asheville, a multicultural bilingual blog, and uh, he covers a lot of topics around town, but he focuses on food as well. And he recently released his top five must-have food items around town. So Luis and I are going to discuss that. So I hope you enjoy the show, and I hope you have a great week and a great weekend. And it's it's nice weather out there, kind of the wrong time of year for this kind of weather, but might as well get out there and enjoy it. All right, everybody, I'll check in with you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye. Hey, everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan Headquarters with my good friend, Micah Molinari. And Micah, I haven't seen you since before the holidays. I I put together a sort of best of show for last week's radio broadcast. And it's great to see you. It's good to see you, man. Welcome back. Thank you. And we're going to do a little bit of food news for the people. We are. Let's. Uh, there's a few things out there that are uh, that are super interesting that I, we'd love to talk about, you know, and get into the ear holes of the people who listen. Okay. Well, I, I guess I should back up a little bit and and say how were and ask how were your holidays? How was um, Thanksgiving? So we uh, we went down to the Keys actually. Oh, we went in opposite directions. You went north, right? I went to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Those are totally two different experiences, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I I Um, was shoveling snow. Are you serious? Oh, it snowed every day we were up there. I had my feet in the sand. I couldn't have been happier. I was so glad to be in the cold weather in the wintertime when it's supposed to be cold and shoveling snow like they were. I was up there visiting family. Um, Dawn, my girlfriend's family lives up there. And uh, we've been together 16 years, so they're like family, you know. And um, they were like, oh, you don't have to shovel, Stu. And I was like, oh, I want to. Let me add it. Dude. And with me, I was miserable. Like, so the reason miserable I Miserable at the, the beach? 
Yeah, dude, I go on beach vacations so that my wife won't leave me. <laughs> that is the only reason. But <laughs> me as a species, I just don't belong near an ocean. Oh, man, that's hilarious. But yeah, I, I guess put on I'm... a great face and I try to have as much fun as possible. And I do it to keep like, you know, to keep my marriage intact. Sonia, would you agree with that? <laughs> she says I'm just there for the food, which is true. Because oh, well, that's true in, of me and you in any situation. Yeah, so Sonia's like, the only reason you go is for the shrimp, the crab, the lobster, and, and the Cuban food. And she's, she's not wrong. I vacation sure. with my mouth. <laughs> I, I do, do too. People. And one part of the lure of going up to Michigan is that uh, Dawn's family are, are great cooks and a lot of oh, nice and stuff. So, yeah. And plus, like, I like pasties. I know a lot of people hate them, but I like pasties. And I didn't eat one this time. I didn't have an opportunity. But um, I like northern food. I do. People don't even think that northern food is a thing. Well, what, can you just can you can, sorry? Look, we'll, we'll we'll get to the news. But can you explain to me what northern food? Because here, I'll, I'll give you this. Like, in in in, in the Bahamas or the Bahamas in in the Keys, <laughs> like I had my fill of uh, of conch fritters, which I love. Yeah, but they're yeah. they're fresher in the Bahamas because over there you, they can actually go into the ocean, pull them out and make them right there for you they, they yeah. can't do that in the keys it's mostly canned unfortunately or imported and frozen blah blah blah. so but i do love conch fritters and, and when in rome and stuff um i had cuban food which i just missed so bad yes we have a couple of you know spots up here which i'm grateful for um the key uh key shrimp is amazing key lime pie is just great i think anywhere but you know when you have it in the keys it's a more special experience so to that's what i love going the down there for so now explain to me when you say northern food like what exactly are you talking about because i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> well there's a there's actually uh, <laughs> so, so you said beans <laughs> the beans are a big part of northern food as they are cuban food oh that's a good point don't be slagging on beans they're a big part of both cuisine. Um, but there's a restaurant right here in Asheville that specializes in northern food, and it's called Sawhorse. And you can yes. basically look at their menu and see northern food. So now, a lot of meat pies and whatnot. They have a meat pie, a delicious meat pie. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of taters, and there's stuff called salt potatoes and buckwheat pancakes and the the – the South thinks that it invented a lot of foods that are actually popular all over the country. And so there's a lot of things that you might be like, well, that's Southern food, um, but it's just comfort food. And believe me, up North, the people need more comfort than anywhere else. It's like one degree outside. And so, yeah, I mean, bacon is an example. Like the South pretty much thinks it owns bacon, but there's such a thing called Canadian bacon and bacon is all over the north, and I grew up eating. Whoa, 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 whoa buddy, buddy, slow your roll. No, I'm telling you, bacon that's is ham. No, can, that's a whole different thing. Don't even. Canadian, I will fight you. <laughs> fight me in Canada. We'll see who wins. 
<laughs> so anyways, but also Italian cuisine is a big part of Northern food and, and Don's family owned an Italian restaurant for many, for a couple generations. And uh, Whoa, that's so they, cool. we had some uh, house handmade pasta and marinara and meatballs and stuff like that. And yeah, of course, Italian food is from Italy. It's not considered North American food, but you know, there's a lot of Italians up in the Upper Peninsula, and so we ate a lot of Italian food. Dude, yeah. there you yeah, go. Yeah, you know what? I and mean, I had when... chicken dumpling soup, which was awesome. Oh my god! So is, so is chicken dumplings a southern thing or a northern thing? It's a it's like a British thing that came over to America, and so it's like anywhere anywhere people need comfort and they don't have a lot of stuff, they make chicken dumplings or they make dumplings because it's not a lot of stuff involved and then some chicken stock and man, it was so good. Um, sorry, not to, not to belabor the news, but I grew up in South Florida. I was born in New York, grew up in South Florida. Um, I think we've been through this before. I'm a halfback. That's what you guys call me around here. All you people. Um, and, uh, and I grew up not knowing what chicken dumplings were. I, I, I heard about them. They were referenced in TV shows and, and blah, blah. But dude, in South Florida, chicken dumplings are not a thing at all whatsoever. And so the first time I actually had uh, chicken dumplings, I like it, it almost made me nauseous when, when it first hit my plate. <laughs> because I'm like, what is this gross, gelatinous, uncooked dough? Like, I was like, what? These are the famous chicken dumplings? Like, are you kidding me? And then I tried it. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're, pretty, they're pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it depends on who's making them and how good they are for sure. Because it's something that can be like dense and bad or something that can be kind of like fluffy and really good. And they're not too far away from a matzo ball. And, it's, and I, I'm pretty sure, Micah, it's chicken and dumplings because the dumpling doesn't have any chicken in it. Um, you put it in chicken right. soup. Right, my bad, yes. That's okay. You're from, where did you say you're from, Cuba? I'm from Cuba, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty yep. sure they probably have something that's akin to a dumpling in Cuba as well. Micah, you look like you're st- – the people who are listening can't see, but you look like – you're not looking at me. You're looking at camera two, and I'm not sure what you're doing. You're, you're, I'm, you're reading the daily news? What's going on? Um, I'm, uh, something exciting just got pushed in front of me. I mean, this is late-breaking news. It's actually a restaurant that opened today. I mean, should we just get right into the news? Do it. Hit me. All right. Um, by the way, I just want to let you know that I will have an – official actually produced theme song next week right on i love to hear that micah in fact i wanted to promote you a field promotion right now to producer oh that's awesome thank you you're I appreciate welcome that. well i'm glad you're excited wow i, I, I think you'd be like get oh my producer God. credit for this <laughs> yeah definitely Put it on yeah, your, would I be like pushing your... it to ask for an executive producer credit? <laughs> you got it. You've been, yes! you've been such an asset to the company. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. All right. Um, I mean, food news, food. This is the food news in Asheville. Food news. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so remember H&F Burger? Yes, I do. 
They are no more. I know that. Yes. So uh, they have reemerged, much the way of a phoenix, as Holman and Finch. Yes. And they actually opened yesterday. Did you go to the opening? No, because they actually opened today, silly. This airs on Friday, remember? Oh, you're always trying trying to do that. Don't even bother. Don't I'm even, trying to get it right, Stu. Don't even bother, man, because it airs on Friday and Saturday. Oh, shoot. Okay. And so it listen. exists on the internet forever, so it doesn't even matter. We live in a They opened on December the place. 2nd, which is either a day or two days ago. <laughs> You're still trying. Now, come on, Mike. Just, you had it perfect when you just said December 2nd. So the, one, the, the reason why I was so, like, you know, you were like, Michael, why are you so distracted? Dude, I'm trying to find like a menu. I can't find a freaking menu. Like it's not on their website. It's not on their Facebook page. I see a lot of amazing pictures. They're obviously uh, taking a a step more towards high end, which I assume some of their other restaurants are already in that world. And you know what, I I think it's a good step. They still have the burger, which their burger was phenomenal. Yeah, it, it was really good. It really was. Um, and so, look, all I'm here to tell you is that they're opening. The space looks beautiful. The food looks amazing. It's more of a high-end touch. I, I'm looking at the pictures, but I couldn't even describe to you what they these things are because they look awesome, but <laughs> I don't want to guess because they obviously uh, look like you know, uh, chef inspired dishes. You know what I mean? That's what I would expect. It's, uh, the, it's our only James Beard winner here in Asheville brought that James Beard award with them. Uh, we have lots and lots of nominees. And so this is, it was kind of a surprise that they opened a burger joint in Asheville and it, it was wildly successful. But then COVID kind of kicked them in the teeth over and over again. And I guess at a certain point, they were like, let's just close it down. And at another point, they were like, let's open it up as something different. I, I haven't spoken to anybody about it, so I haven't really gotten skinny. And I did miss the press opening uh, because I was in Michigan. But I'm gonna, I wrote to the PR people, and I'm going to set up a tasting. And so... I'll be able to, I'm going in next week sometime and I'll be able to report back to everybody what it's all about. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I can't wait. So yeah, two of my stories are things you can, um, you can put in your mouth right now. Uh, and then two of them are just cool little news uh, related or uh, food news related stories. So that's the okay. first one. Make it out to Holman and Fitch. Yes. They are now open. And I, I got to be honest with you, not to belabor. I think, I think this was a smart move. I think that this what they are opened as now, um, which is kind of like a chef inspired driven uh, menu, I think will actually not that they need to be more successful, but is the right fit for Asheville. So I'm excited. Especially because now you have Ukiah just down the street. So that kind of, whereas before the eateries ended at Mamacita's right next door, which is a taco joint. So burger joint, taco joint. Now it's like burger joint, taco joint, brewery and then ukiah for more fancy food or it's not i love it now on the other side of downtown in the grove yes hooli sues um i actually 
I wanted to talk about this. Uh, they, they, they opened silently literally the day that we recorded our last food news. Yeah. And I was very mad at them. I like raised my fist in the air and I made that thing with my face where you're like, you know, I remember. Ah, damn, yeah. Damn, maybe, yeah. You know? so angry. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about Huli Sue's, um, which, I mean, I know you don't know anything about them, so I'm going to educate. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Tell me all about it, Micah. Uh, I actually got a chance to get Lisa, the owner on the phone uh, a few days ago. Nice. Apparently it's doing, it's doing really well. She was telling me about, um, their joint that they have on the big Island in Hawaii. Mm-hmm called the fish and the hog okay uh and that they moved to Asheville a couple of years ago and just thought Asheville was a beautiful fit for their like literally direct mirrored cuisine from the big island here now in Asheville and so if there's the one thing menu? no it's not the exact same menu it's it's the exact uh it's it's um there are some items on that menu that are on this menu as well, but okay. it's not, all of the food is directly taken, basically the cuisine, the recipes, everything from the big island. Okay. Yeah, so it's not it's not a complete mirrored menu, but there are some similarities. All right. Uh, but we like authenticity here. Um, sure. So they're in the Grove Arcade, they're open now. Uh, they consider it Hawaiian barbecue. Um, some of the stuff, like some of the, the the standouts. I mean, for me, hold on, let me get this uh, get this back in front of me. Do you like pokey? I do. I love it. So they have something called pokey nachos. I haven't had it from them. From there, obviously, I'm I'm you know I got to get over there. But I have had pokey nachos in other places. Every single time, just killer. I'm gonna get those. <laughs> yes, yeah, so am I, I. I like pokey and I like nachos, and so yeah. Dude, Portuguese bean soup with Hawaiian-style sausage, garlic shrimp, uh, Brussels sprouts, Uncle's sweet and spicy Hawaiian wings. Mm. I mean, I, I can't wait to get, back, get, get out here, dude. Fish taco salad. It, it sounds amazing. Well, I went last week uh, before. What? I, uh, yeah, I went with my boss from Asheville Food Tours. Uh, nice. Riles, Patty and I sat down for lunch, and we just – it's a place that Patty and I are going to go back to again and again and again and eat everything on the menu eventually. So we started pretty basic. He got a pulled pork sandwich and I got the brisket and a couple of sides. And uh, so we didn't venture into any Hawaiian food, really. We just stuck with the barbecue. And, uh, the pulled pork sandwich was delicious and totally would get that again and again. Um, it came with a big old honking uh, fried onion ring on it that was super great touch you know and it was just a basic sandwich just pulled pork onion ring on a white bun and it was great and the brisket was very tasty for my taste it was a little on the dry side I feel like I already discussed this maybe on one of my own segments um, okay but, but it, it was tasty and I'll go back to Huli Su's again and again and again uh, to taste all the food and and eat my way through so and the you know, and, and also don't don't forget you're also dealing with um and uh, any restaurant that is opening right now i honestly think is very brave yeah because we are still in the like midst of a staffing shortage absolutely absolutely and it was crowded and busy when i went in to huli Sue's, and they seemed to be fully staffed we met the bar manager and uh the, one of the owners came over and said hi 
And um, I think they're going to be very successful. Uh, and I'm glad they're there. They're close to my house and stuff. So <laughs> I'll be going quite a bit. Nice, dude. I got to check it out. So Hawaiian barbecue, let's check that off of the uh, need it in Asheville list. I mean, Oh, there you go. So shout out to the Mountain Express. We don't need one of those anymore. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, all right. Uh, other two, not so much that you can eat them, but uh, cool bits of news. Uh, they just announced Summer of Chow Chow 2022. Yes. And, uh, you know, I was, I was actually, you know, my memory is horrific. Um, back when they did it in 2019? Mm-hmm. Right, 2019. Yep. yep. Um, was it just one long weekend of events? Yes, pretty much. Yeah. It was pretty like, it was like a, week a three or, or four right? day. I think it was four days total. Okay. But there was, and there was an event that was called like the grand convention. Finale. Yeah, yeah. That was huge. Like that was and, the big one. And then they didn't have one, obviously COVID year. And then they did have one this year, but it was more of, it was more broken apart. The, the events I feel like spanned over the course of months, I think. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. did. And they were yeah. smaller events, like more, intimate, right. you know. So it looks like they're doing a combination of the two for 2022. I thought they might. I really yeah. did. Because the, the, big, the big event was super fun and really successful. And that's what a food festival is. And then the smaller exactly. events were also very awesome. And a lot of great chefs were, you can highlight a lot more chefs when you do a lot of smaller events and stuff like that and uh, bring attention to chefs who might not otherwise get attention at a bigger event. It was, as far as I could tell, it was wildly successful both ways. So why not combine them? Yeah. And this one is actually very interesting. This has honestly piqued my interest. Um, they are spreading this out over three long weekends. Okay. But each of the long weekends are spread out over a month apart. Oh, interesting. When I does know. it start? April? Does it like So it starts June 23rd through 26th is the first block. Okay. Then they completely skip July. Interesting. The next long weekend is August 4th to the 7th. Okay. And then they skip almost more than a month and they jump to September 8th through 11th. Wow, interesting. So it's, yeah, um, I'm it's actually like three so obviously there's no details on what. Look, that might be like you know the the first weekend block might be one like certain type of events where they're spread out all over the city. The the second block might be something excuse me something else, and then the third block might be hopefully what we had the first year, which is you know in downtown, big tent, you know walking around tasting. Um, Free I'm sure ham. They can figure out a way to do it safely. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I don't uh, even. Yeah, care so that's really interesting. We have no other details. <laughs> just but That's just the the drip that they're giving us. But I thought it was interesting enough to bring the food news. Yeah, for sure. That is very interesting. Uh, so it sounds like three events uh, with smaller events. It's yeah, it's getting, three life weekend. is getting more complicated all the time, Micah. Yeah, it's. it's I'm curious to see what what else uh, what else they have uh, or the details that come out. Um, I'll definitely be participating, as I'm sure you will. Yeah, I will. Uh, lastly, um, do you know a chef, uh, Katai 
Katai Butoon? No, I don't. Katai, yeah, I don't know her either. Katie Bo uh, Bowden? I might know this person. Very obscure chef. She is, yeah. So Katie, Katie Button, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of her before. Yeah, Katie Button. Um, obviously the purveyor of uh, karate. Karate. Uh, and then the karate you. bodega. Yes. <laughs> um, has a, you know, I'm just, listen, uh, I'm going to call it a TV show because that's, even though these shows are now digital, like a, a, a good number of these shows are digital, meaning that they're on like any one of the pluses, right? Disney plus, Apple TV plus, you know, uh, Paramount plus. Um, they are still TV shows. They're still, they're still produced and cut like a TV show. show. So definitely we can say Katie Button actually has a new TV show that premiered uh, November the 19th on uh, Discovery Plus. Awesome. Which is really cool. Produced also by Magnolia, and it's on the Magnolia app as well. The name of the series is From the Source. There's a couple of episodes uh, out now that you can literally go and watch. That's Discovery Plus or the Magnolia app. Uh, and it's she's, she's basically going uh, all over the country and talking chef to chef, which is, I think, great, about the inspiration and the stories of what produced the restaurants that she is uh, out there talking about and that the show is about. So it's, it's more, it's less about, oh, how is this cooked food? How is this food cooked? And more about what is the story that brought these dishes to the table from the heart of the chef? Well, that's fantastic. And where do these things come from? You know, uh, like wh what relationship do the chefs have with their ingredients? So thought it was really cool. Check it out. Uh, Katie Button's new show. And uh, Stu, that's the news, baby. Well, that was great, Micah. And that is very exciting about Katie Button's uh, TV show. I love just calling it a TV show. It's fine with me. It's and a TV show. It's a TV, it's a TV show. show. Um, and I, I love, respect, and admire Chef Katie Button. She is one of the first chefs that I've met in person when I started to write about food, and she's always been really kind and gracious to me, and I love, love, love the food at Curate, and I gave the burger at Bodega a nomination for Burger of the Year. So, and I've given them Stuby Awards for a lot of stuff, including the Night Bell, which I, I miss very much. Uh, they're excellent restaurant that closed down, but is now La Bodega. So that's great news. And Katie is a wonderful person with a great personality. And so I'm sure that the show is fantastic. I have not watched it yet myself, but I'll try to catch an episode on one of the Plus channels. Um, you catch an episode, I'll catch an episode. Let's talk about it next week. All right, Micah, and let's get together for lunch soon. And we will do that, no doubt, brother. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing the food news with me. Sir? Always a pleasure to see you and speak with you, and I'll check in with you later on. Sounds good. Take care. All right, brother. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, the food fan, back at Food Fan Headquarters, and this time, I have with me my friend, Luis Serapio from Descubre Asheville. Luis, I haven't said your last name in a long time, I feel like. I almost flubbed it. <laughs> How you doing, uh, man? 
I'm doing good, my, my, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Um, yeah, beautiful day today. Oh, my God. Really nice today. It started out in the like 20s or low 30s, and now it's up in the 60s, and it's going to stay in the 60s. It's a little hot for December in Asheville, but it's better than I thought it was going to be in the 70s today, and that would have been brutal. Brutal. You know, I'm always worried about catastrophic global climate change. It's weighs heavy on my mind. Anyways, let's change the subject because that's a heavy subject. And Luis, I noticed you came out with a list, a great must-have foods list. And why don't I just hand the mic over to you and tell us about your list and let's talk about the items as you go through them. Right on. So, um, yeah, you know, this, this idea came to me when I was at El Gallo. And I was having the quesadilla taco. And I was really digging it. And yeah. I, honestly, I was really liking it a lot. And I was also very surprised because uh, Hector Revilla, he's a New Yorker, Latino, Colombian and Venezuelan descent. And I was very impressed that he was doing something so Mexican. And not only that it was so good, but I mean, I went to school in Guadalajara, which is where Birria is from. Okay. Uh, so truly, I was like, I, it blew my mind. And uh, I kept on eating it and I'm just thinking, wow, I mean, how can I say something about this taco? I mean, of course, I was going to post on Facebook and do other things. But then truly, that was the spur uh, head of this idea of going to different places and really pick what I really, really like. Uh, maybe not a favorite place that I go to, but some of the foods that really were memorable for me yeah and that's how uh, this quesadilla taco made it to the list and like i said that was the birthplace of this right. list the gallo yeah man and and brother i agree with you 100 percent about that quesadilla taco it i highlighted it myself as a as one of my recommends i do the recommend and uh it's fantastic man it's, it's beef, man. full of very tender braised beef and cheese some kind of cheese i'm not sure what kind is like a farm oaxaca cheese oaxaca. oaxaca oaxaca it cheese from, yeah it's a it gets a name because it comes from oaxaca state in mexico and it is kind of like a mozzarella cheese but it's it's, it's to me the difference between oaxaca cheese and mozzarella is that oaxaca is a little more a little harder just a little bit mm -hmm. and it has to me it has salt where yeah. mozzarella doesn't have salt yeah and that's to me the difference it's but, kind uh, of yeah. like a cross between a mozzarella and a feta cheese. It doesn't have that stink. It doesn't taste like feta at all, but the consistency no, right. and the salt is, is kind of along the lines of what you get from feta, like a harder crumbly cheese. But it was fantastic because the cheese kind of, they, well, I'll let you describe. They grill it after they assemble it. So Yeah, man. So the first thing that they do is that they uh, – they, they pass the tortilla over the oil mm -hmm. and a little bit of the, of the juice of the consomme. Mm -hmm. And the consomme is basically the juices of the, where the meat has been cooked. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, this is actually made with goat. Okay. But you're right. Hector is making it with uh, beef. And again, I just found that his recipe is really that good. And um, <coughs> yeah, man, but the, the juice, I mean, the, the what makes it is extraordinary food to me. It is the way that it's cooked and the consomme, basically the, the, the stew, yeah. the, yeah, the, the soup you would, that you dip it in. And the, uh, yeah, I, I described it as being almost like a French dip where you, uh, 
you dipping the sandwich into the consomme as you're eating it. And the same with this taco and it's grilled on the, on the flat top, as far as yeah, I can tell, yeah. which yeah. makes that cheese come out and get kind of crispy around the edges and stuff. You're right. It's and fantastic. Be- and I agree. Must have. And to thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you for agreeing on that one. And to be honest with you, I think this quesabirria thing is something like a trend because really when I live in Guadalajara many years ago, when I went to school, no, you didn't make it with a with the cheese. Okay. Just, yeah, but the cheese addition, I feel like it's a good one. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm loving no, it. I'm never complaining yeah. when they add cheese to almost anything. So definitely, Hector is doing a great job, and definitely for sure, a must have. Okay, um, so El Gallo, right down yeah. on on College Street, right downtown. Forty eight, forty eight College Street, and I'm just noticed because I had to write something about them not too long ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forty eight. Who's next on your list, Luis? Who's next? I will say Pupuseria Patti. Patti okay. Sainz. Patti Sainz is a woman that I feel that it's, uh, but you know her. I do. She's talented. She's out there. Yep. She definitely likes to push it. And I yep. love her shoes. I mean, she, I think that she's very famous now in Asheville because of her pupusas. Mm-hmm. I think pupusas took Asheville by a storm. And the people didn't really know much about them. But truly what she impressed me with was the soup, the sopa de res. And um, it's very similar to one that my mother makes. Okay. And yeah, that's really why I liked it, actually, because it's it, it very similar to this stew that is made in um, so the southern part of Mexico, really the border with Guatemala, which makes sense that it will be so similar because really this is patties from Central America. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, man, I was very impressed with that soup and I love it. And uh, it's, got, it's, it's, it's like a tropical stew, man, because it's got plantains in it. It has yuca, and it has corn. It's it's nothing like an American or European stew. So it's very tropical, and yet the flavor of the beef is very rich. And I think that, well, I don't think that for me it's a must-have. That's one of the. It's a must-have. Now yeah, that's man. one I haven't had yet, and I do love. You gotta patties. try it, man. Try to look. Wait for a cold day. Really? Okay. Order it, man, and um, you're gonna love it. I'm okay. And the, the primary protein is beef? And beef, yeah. Beef. And I noticed that the corn is like on macabre still. It is macabre, you're right. So yeah. it's a... It's and you a, get big chunks, even like the plantains comes in big chunks there. Um, but yeah, man, it's a great one. I love it. All right. It sounds very filling as well. It is. So <laughs> that's times. With, Does it come with a pupusa? Does you, it, comes with tortillas. it comes with tortillas on the side and also you can put some onions and uh, cilantro and some if you want to some jalapeno chopped on top okay. you don't have to because it is already very flavorful but i will say that the crunchiness of the onions and also the flavor of the cilantro is a really nice kick okay. and you want to spice it up you can just add the jalapeno chopped but uh, you don't have to like i said it's a really rich stew with flavor and if you try it please try it before uh, with, without the jalapeno first for you to really taste it and uh, in its purity. Well, uh, Papusaria Patty, Chef Patty Saints, uh, she's a superstar in my book. And I've loved every bite of everything she's ever cooked for me, including she served me something like 10 hot dogs one time. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So what's next on your list, Luis? Cool. Then I will say Mamacitas Taqueria, man. Okay. And Mamacetas Taqueria because of the burritos. Okay. I think that the, I mean, really, these are the people that make burritos here, and I feel that they're good. 
But what really makes them stand out to me is that it is the only Mexican restaurant downtown that has been there for 15, over 15 years. Okay. And then the trademark is burritos, man. Yeah. And then it's like organic, uh, non-GMO meats. I mm-hmm. believe that he gets it from Hickory Knot. And I also seen John buying his products from this Mexican lady. Vanessa is her name at the local market. She has all these Latinos people working there for many years. And it's, the burritos are freshly made right in front of you. Great quality ingredients. They have worn best burrito in town for several years. They have. So it's a must have. I feel like if you live in Asheville, you, have been to, you haven't been to Mamacitas, something is wrong. <laughs> you need to check it out. Number oh, one. Man. man. It's a great it's a great meal. It's not super expensive. It's the burritos are huge because they can put as many items as you want. To. Yep. So I, I agree a hundred percent across the you board. Even just that hungry. <laughs> I'm super hungry all of a sudden, <laughs> man. Like I, ju- I just <laughs> hit a tipping point where my stomach was like, need burritos. <laughs> um, yeah, Mama Cita's is an Asheville classic. It has yeah, one man. best burrito, best lunch, best bang for your buck, all from the Mountain Express. Uh, readers and now I'm, I believe they're in the best of WNC Hall of Fame uh, with right Express and yeah the burritos are legend and you walk down the line and you sort of point and tell what kind of toppings you might want to add and stuff and yeah man it's just an Asheville classic so I agree with that one 100% Luis right on man so, plus, so far plus, we're like matching here like you're liking what I'm telling you absolutely cool. What's next? I, know. So I will say the pink noodle soup from Thai Pearl. Okay. Uh, Chef May, you haven't had that one, man? I have not. Dude, well, you got to try it, and I'll tell you why. Uh, so to be very honest with you, it's interesting because I was never really too much into soups. But I will say maybe in the last, I don't know, maybe four years, I started liking stews and soups. And, uh, and I've been to Southeast Asia, so I do like the flavors of Thai food. But I never had this pink noodle soup. So when she made, made it in front of me, I was already getting intrigued because of the color of the noodles. But also, when I saw that she put peanuts on top of it, I had never had a soup with peanuts. Okay. So long story short, man, when I started eating it, I really liked that it was soft, flavorful. And then the crunchiness added by the peanuts and the flavor made it to me outstanding. It was like I never had a soup like that. And I love Thai food. And, and, and there's other things that I like there, to be honest with you. There's a lot of food that I like from Thai pearl and Thai food. But I also thought that it was so unique that you need to try this soup. Okay. So that's why I'm naming like a most have. Okay. I'll have to get out to Thai pearl. They've invited me to come in and eat. I've gotten delivery a bunch of times from Thai pearl, and I love it. I've never had anything from there I didn't love. And, you should go, man. Maybe we should go together one of these days. Honestly. Oh, I'd love that. Let's do because that. I think it's, it's, it's a great place. And I really... But you met Chef May, right? She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. She is awesome. And I mean, she's, she's kind of young. I don't know how old she is. But I also think that she has a very impressive background when she it comes sure out to culinary skills, man. I think that... I don't know. I feel like people are big. They're, 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 I mean, they survived the pandemic. And I do feel like they are going to do very, very well. So. They're going to they're gonna be, uh, they'll be around for as long as they want to be around. They, I think so. they could expand tomorrow into another part of town and be just as busy in that location. I think so, man. This so town could probably pearl. sustain three Thai Pearl locations. I think so, man. I mean, again, I feel like uh, the skills that 
Chef May, May Sujitra has are um, no. I mean, I used to. I mean, I like Thai food and truly. Yeah. Me I'm too. Her place. Like so I'll have to try this pink noodle soup. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. over there at Thai Pearl and that's on Haywood Ave in West Asheville. And you know, one thing that since we're on this topic, I just wanted to also point out that I feel like lately I see that West Asheville is becoming this international food place because there is a lot of really great uh, Latino, Lebanese, mm-hmm. uh, Thai now. And uh, I don't know, man, but there is a, a bunch of really cool options over there. That's great. Yeah. I love West Asheville. I wish I could live in both downtown and West Asheville. That would be awesome. Um, So we've done four so far. We have one more, right? You had one more, man. All right. What you got, Luis? So Sabora food truck, man. Okay. uh, So again, this guy, Macario Jimenez is his name. Macario used to work at different restaurants downtown for many years. He, I believe he's from Puebla, Mexico, man. And Puebla, to begin with, I also love a lot. My father is from Puebla, and he has a big Lebanese influence in their cuisine. Uh, Macario is not Lebanese, but at the same time, to me, the cuisine from Puebla stands out. And people that can make food from there, I feel like they are inclined to, they have, I mean, they're very skillful is what I'm trying to say. But uh, Macario invited me, I don't know, I mean, like over a year ago when the pandemic started to come and try his food. And I thought that was kind of crazy that he was up in the business, but he survived. And then when I finally met him, I don't know, maybe like about a month or two months ago, uh, I had a hamburger, the golf maker, which I thought it was great. But then I had his Cuban sandwich. Okay. And man, <laughs> that Cuban sandwich, I feel personally, uh, people can, I don't know, people can complain to me if they want to about not being Cuban or not knowing authentic Cuban sandwiches, but I do love this sandwich. And, uh, and I do happen to be partially Cuban. My grandfather was from Cuba. But uh, I don't know, man. This Cuban sandwich is really good. He puts this mustard on it that I believe is from Lusty Monk, but also he makes it with some of the beer, I think from Turgua Brewing Company, who's Latino-owned, by the way. And uh, I don't know, man. I think it's awesome that the, that mustard really... And the meats, he, he does two kinds of pork. There's a pulled pork, and I don't know what the other meat is. But there's also pork, what kind of cut. But, uh, man, I love it. I do okay. think that Macario is doing an amazing job out of his food truck, and that's why his Cuban sandwich makes the cut to a must-have meals in Nashville by the school of Nashville. All right. Well, Luis, man, that's a great list. Uh, two things that I've eaten and love couple of things I'll have to try and I'm gonna have the opportunity to go to the say say the name of the truck again Sabora Sabora Sabora. Um, I'm gonna have the opportunity to eat at the Sabora food truck just uh, next week on December 9th they will be parked at the Wedge Brewery in the River Arts District on the west on the east side of the river because there's a wedge on both sides Uh, the one on the East side is, is the one I can walk to. So I'm really looking forward to going down there and trying his food. You know, I'm all about food trucks these days. Um, and I want to support him and you've really talked up his food for a while now. And I've seen pictures and I sure am excited about that. Right on, man. I think you're going to love it. And really, like I said, he also has a lot of, um, beyond that Cuban sandwich, he has a lot of really good hamburgers. I feel like yeah. I, I feel like the guy really has 
to me again to me he's taking his food truck to a different level and it's not to say that food, you cannot get great food out of food truck but i really feel like his presentation and the flavor and what i see the effort that i have seen that he puts into how he makes his stuff and the mm-hmm. potatoes are hand cut he tells me it takes him about really a long time to be able to prepare yeah i bet um, so well that's that's great and uh the cuban sandwich is your is your must have your must eat bite here in Asheville from the Sobora food truck. And you did touch on the fact that you were almost, you're almost ready to take abuse from the public because it may not be considered an authentic, I'm using quotation marks, sandwich. And you touched on something that's really funny. There's a few things in this world that you can't mention them without just a storm of, opinions and controversy and one of them is a philly you can't you can't even say the word philly without somebody throwing a can of soup at you um and you you uh having a disagreement about what a philly is and what it should be And and a cuban sandwich is exactly the same way like everybody's got an opinion about what it should be what it should taste like Mm-hmm. Now, I grew up in New England. I never even heard of a Cuban sandwich until I was like in my 30s or something, you know, like I just wasn't aware. So I don't have an opinion on what they should be. They should taste delicious is what they, I feel I, like, I mean, right? You know, I also have a brief story on that. In Guadalajara, when I went to school, uh, there was a guy that made so much money. He started a little uh, Cuban sandwich stand. And he was so good, man. I mean, really, he made a killing. So it's, it's, it's a sandwich that has a big, strong following. It is. It's um, top 10 sandwiches, probably, you know, Reuben, Philly, yeah. hamburger, call a hamburger mm-hmm. sandwich on this show. And uh, yeah, so, and I am intrigued by his hamburger. Now it's going to be hard for me when I, when I get invited to come try food, you know, I never know what they're going to throw in front of me. And I'm going to want to try it all, but I, maybe I can bring a guest. I'll have to find out. <laughs> maybe you should do that, brother. Yeah. All right, Luis. Well, thanks a lot for uh, gracing us with this list. You've been sharing it on social media. I'm sure it's getting a lot of attention. People love lists. They love yeah. to be told what what is the best and how to find it. And so I'm sure you're going to get a lot of juice from having this list out there. Yeah, I think so, man. I think so. All right, brother. Well, have a great day. Thanks again for taking the time to talk to me. No problem, man. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. Bye-bye. Have a great day, man.